welcome to the Warrington Football Podcast. Welcome to the Warrington Football Podcast. It's me, Jacko. I'm joined this week by PJ and Tim. This week, we've got to talk about Warrington Wolves Women FC's FA Cup exploits, Warrington Town and Warrington Islands in the FA Trophy, plus the Cheshire League, the Warrington League and the Sunday League all rolled into one. We've also got an interview with FC Sankey and Eagle Sports star Lewis McCavitt. This is the Warrington Football Podcast. Welcome to the Warriors to Football Podcast. PJ, Tim, how are we? We're good, good. Awesome, mate. I believe you watched an absolute stormer of a game today, you two. Yeah, we, oh, we... before we start before we start on that, should we just say congratulations to Wilsey and uh, Becky? Yes. On uh yes. birth of their daughter while we're missing uh Wilsey tonight. There's no there's no um there's no name yet, but we wish them all the best. It seems to <laughs> She seems to be in labour forever. Um, so yeah. well done, well done to Becky. Um, well done. She should. Um, she should. They should come up with a name with uh, all our names in it. No, no okay. I think. I think, no, I think you could make you could yeah. make a very rude name out of all our names. I think. In fact, you probably could. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Let, let's. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. Let's move. Congratulations. If you could to... think of it, if you could think of an anagram with all our names in, just um, DM us. Yeah, um, but congratulations anyway. Yeah, congratulations. Well, today, as, as Tim said, me and PJ went to watch the Warrington Wolves Women FC. They played against Farsley Celtic in a game that was um, eventful, PJ. Oh, yeah. Um, if you blinked, you missed the first two goals. Yeah, if, if, you, were, if you were a minute <coughs> late to the game, uh, you would have missed two goals. Um, so Warrington took the lead. Uh, Nicola, Nicola Chattersley scored after about 10 seconds, you think? Well, yeah, 10, 15. Um, Farsley kicked off, didn't they? And they missed, missed under hit pass to the right back. And then just got in, got the ball, put it in the net. And before we had a chance to analyse that goal, um, Farsley kicked off and scored pretty much straight from the kickoff. Yeah, straight away. We're like, oh, it's just going to be an interesting game. It was it was it was unbelievable. I've not I've I've never seen anything um anything like that before. Um and fast they could have gone two one up. They hit the post, rounded the goalkeeper at the post. Yeah, the, do you think if I think if she went down it would have been a, a pet? Well, Alan Alan Dunbar's the referee, so there's no guarantee what you're gonna get. Um That's you know, true. We, yeah. we, we all know we all know Alan's like <laughs> I know we, Alan um, well. He had a he had a good he had fair he had a very good game today. He was he was he anonym, anonymous, so he just let the game go. It was a really it was it was an enjoyable game of football. Um Sam Hassel then made it two one. Um superb second goal for her for or sorry, the second goal for the team. 
and first goal for her made it 2-1. Um, then she made it, she, Hassel made it 3-1 following some good play by the goalkeeper. Long ball from the goalkeeper. Emily Walton flicked it on. Um, and then it was... Do you think Hassel. that was a flick on or a miscontrol? I'm going to go that it was a flick on. I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. Right, because I'm going to I'm going to say a flick on, but if if it was anyone else, you think that was just a miscontrol? Yeah, um, and then they made it four one. Uh, Emily Walter then got on the score sheet herself. This is all before half time. Listen, this, this was this was in about half an hour, forty minutes. It was brilliant. This sounds um, like a stormer of a game. This does. Emily Walton's goal was probably the pick of the bunch. I would think of the entire game. Um, yeah, twenty yards out, lofted it over the keeper. Um, great goal, really. Um, so it was four-one at half time. I thought I thought Warren towards women FC were well deserved of the lead. Um, defensively, they looked sound, looked really strong. Um, savage, on. savage at right back was good. How can you say defensively sound when there's like two goals in like two minutes? You can start off Nerves. slowly, can't you? Nerves. What yeah. do you think it Nerves. was? Yeah. Okay. No offense intended. I'm just saying. Because the intent- fact. You can still switch off for five seconds, and that's that, yeah. be, be, be defensively sound for the rest of the game, can't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, right. so they were defensively sound um, in the first half. It does it does change yeah. a little bit in the second half. Um, so then the second half kicked off about five ten minutes into the second half. Hassel scored a third for a hat trick. Um, another well taken goal from her. She was she was a threat all game. She was playing on the, on the last lady all all game, wasn't she? And she kept on breaking through the lines and getting one-on-ones with the goalkeeper. Maybe not take every chance she had, but she got a trick, so she can't really complain with that. Um, and then they had a 10-minute spell where they fell apart a little bit. You see two very soft goals. Um, the coaching staff started going a bit um, bananas. It's probably the best way to describe it. PJ, yeah. do you agree? And, um, yeah, they weren't, they weren't happy. And then suddenly they were on panic stations. It was weird. They were they were winning by five goals to three, and suddenly um, panic started going throughout the team. There was a couple of other chances that Farsi possibly should have done better with, um, you know, over hit passes or under hit passes. And the back four were looking a little bit run ragged, um, not because of anything they were doing. I think the, the midfield sort of switched off for ten minutes. Um, the number eight, I can't remember her name. PJ, can you remember number eight's name? No, no, that's helpful. Let's get the team. <laughs> let's get the team sheet up because the the number eight. Hang on, hang on. Herself, hang on. the number eight hurt herself, and that was yeah. She hit her head, didn't she? Yeah, and it, it seemed to have a bit of an impact on her. Um, so we'll just say her name before we forget. Uh, Lily Parsons, I got there before you. There you um, go. Lily Parsons hurt herself with a with a uh, mistimed header. Then she got flattened, um, and she was a bit shaky for a bit. But then once she got her sort of composure back, um. Warrington got back on top. I mean, Lily was Lily was magnificent midfield. I thought all game. Um, even though we couldn't remember her name. And then Chloe Green scored from the spot. Definite penalty. Um, Nicola Chatterley was was brilliant. Um, she kept on terrorising their their right back. Um, really with the pace and skill. Um, and she got the penalty. And then the the seventh goal. Rachel Dickinson came off the bench. A player that me and PJ have seen before and really rate really highly. Came off the bench. Um, and smashed in the winner to make it 7-3. Um, I'll say her goal was good as well, wasn't it? It was, yeah. It was a really good, well-taken goal. So, Warrington are through to the next round on the 13th of November. 
and they're playing concert. It's a long trip in the FA Cup first round. So congratulations to the women. Um, and PJ's waving at me frantically, so he wants to say something. Uh, just say, I think it looked like the game was being recorded. So if we if the highlights are available, um, and if the Warrington Wolves women put it on uh, Twitter, we'll share it, and then everyone can see how good of a game it was. Yeah, it was it was an excellent game. If you want to see Chloe Green's penalty as well, we got PJ doing his camera cameraman work. Um, and and mine and Jamie's commentary because uh, we took our my nephew and your stepson to uh, to the game. And yeah, it was... he enjoyed it as well. We were telling him that you can all probably the best game of football could just be around the corner. Yeah, we I and we if... it's something we've said as a as a group of of supporters of non league football that the best game of football could be around the corner from your house. So give it a go. Um, but that's the Warrington Women FC. Um, it's a great performance from those, those ladies, and we'll. Uh, Hopefully, have some of the some of the guys, some of the, the coaches on in, in the coming weeks. We were due to have them on the thirtieth of November, but with it being the first one of the FA Cup, they could be busy doing other things. So we'll keep you posted. Um, and that what we'll do now is we'll go on to next talk about Warrington Town and Warrington Rylands. Welcome back to the Warrington Football Podcast. We're now going to talk about Warrington Town and Warrington Rylands FA Trophy games. Um, to say there's a bit of a mixture in this out of these two is a bit of an understatement. Warrington Town, they played the toughest tie they could have possibly had, arguably the tight tight of the entire round. Warrington Town versus South Shields. Two sides that are have been probably played each other three or four times a season. Two, two sides who play each other in playoffs, in played each other in cups, in the FA Cup, in the trophy every year. Um, it was a really good game as well. Town won by three goals to one. Um, I was there. PJ was at a birthday party, so missed it. Disappointing, PJ. Well, I was busy on the bouncy castle <laughs> at a kid's birthday party. I was quite to have missed it, but that's had to do my me, uh, me father duties. Go on, Tim. What, what do you think changed that town there? Because I was at the Rylands game, Rylands, Rylands Town game, and it, Rylands were very dominant first half, and then town came back really strong at the end. But they didn't seem convincingly winning. Like, last couple of games, they seemed like they're convincingly winning games and sort of controlling it. So we talk, changed? We sort of touched on it last week. Eddie Clark coming in has given a bit more balance. Eddie Clark was the supporters club man of the match um, on Saturday. Um, but... To me, the midfield looked a lot more a lot a lot more balanced. Um Harris, Williams and Dixon are all very similar players. And I think they've they've been playing midfield together for so long that they sort of kept on getting in each other's way and we were very one-dimensional. But with Dixon's red card, they've been able to switch to a to play Matty McDonald, who's a player that I hadn't seen much of, but he's been brilliant. He's been absolutely superb. And he, he's he's really great, a good link up. With not only Eddie Clark on the left, but Connor Woods, who is a super, super, super player up front, and he, and they've suddenly they've got that threat up front now with a bit of pace as well. Um, obviously Buckley Ricky's just been out injured. Buckley's been out injured. Um, they've not had the the threat up front, but now they've got this Connor Woods. He's only on. I think he's only got another two weeks left on his loan deal. 
from Southport. So hopefully Sam can get him to stay on, but he's got, I think it's four in six. He's yeah. been scoring goals for fun. Um, he scored two yesterday, which were really well taken goals. So yeah, I think that's the big difference. They've got a bit more balance to the side at the moment and it's, it is looking better. I mean, South Shields have got bigger things on the mind. They're in the FA Cup next week. Um, they're on BBC One, so if you want to watch, see what South Shields are like, get, get watch them on the telly. Uh, they're against Forest Green. I think they'll fancy the chances against Forest Green in the FA Cup. Um, we obviously, as, as non-league fans, want them to win because they're, they're a great set of fans, South Shields. Um, but, I mean, we're going to come on to this with Islands as well, but it's a big month for town coming up in November. They've had a, they've had a good October. Um, they, you know, when it comes to the Rylands game, there's lots of doom and gloom because they've had a, an indifferent September. Well, they've had a they've, they've got a massive month this month. They've got to play Geisley, Mask, and South Shields in the league, plus Whitby in the league on a Tuesday night. The FA Trophy next round is on is in is in November as well. So it's a huge month for town. And if they can if they can pick up, I'd say maybe seven points from that possible twelve. That'll be seen as a good month for town, and then again they can start pushing towards the playoffs because um, it's so it's still really tight in the league. Um, but yeah, I think there's a there's a good that that to me seven points would be a great return. Two wins, a draw, and South Shields are the best team in the league. So I think they're gonna they're gonna come down and try and play town off the park. I think when they got a full team out. Um, so it is it is gonna be interesting for the next couple of weeks for town. Go on, PG. You want to say something? So say town have a good good record against South Shields, or don't they? Was that before they turned full, full time? We do. We, we we seem to be their team. The team that knock them out of the playoffs. Um, we've I think we've played them three or four times in the playoffs and knocked them out two or three times. Um, it is it is something that happens regularly. So South Shields are the big club in the league, and you know the fans are lovely. But Town seems to have this knack of knocking them out of the playoffs. Um, I don't know why. Like a bogey team. Yeah, but then they they tend to beat us. I think it's the first time that I recall them losing to Town at Town. They normally beat Town at Town, and then Town normally beat South Shields at South Shields. It's a bit of a weird one. The South um, Shields have an artificial pitch. No, no, they no, got a proper, they got a proper stadium, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's um, South Shields, and that's Warrington Town. It's one of the results that we didn't mention for Warrington Town. They got knocked out of the Cheshire Cup on Tuesday night last week. Um, not a good performance by all accounts. Um, they were down to nine men at one point uh, with a Amos red card and a Mafani red card. So yeah, ta- Town. Um, around the Cheshire Cup as a fan I'm not that bothered about getting knocked out of the Cheshire Cup if I'm honest um, so yeah I'm not disappointed about that too much it gives it does give Town a bit of a bit of freedom to start the season and, and concentrate on the league and the FA Trophy because they're the ones that bring in the money um, we'll now transfer our conversation over to the Ryland side now I'm not saying that Ash has ducked out this podcast but I think Ash has ducked out this podcast um, <laughs> it's it's not good news for Rylands. Um, they got stuffed yesterday. And I'm hoping this is a low point of their season because it seems to have got a bit wrong in the last month. Um, they got beat by six, sorry, five goals to nil um, by Cone, who were a league below, um, struggle, struggling in the league below as well. Um, but the bad October, they've only won one game in eight games. So one, one in eight in October. Um, it's just, I think it's just not worked for this month. It's just not, it seems to have gone a bit, the goals have dried up a little bit, and if they, they seem to have struggled, I mean, if you'd have if you'd have said that Town and Rylands, only one team wasn't going to win between in that month, you'd think that it'd be Town, not Rylands. Go on, PJ. I was going to say, I thought Town, uh, not Town, Rylands would be 
right near the top of the league. I know I've only ever watched him at a play against uh, Town, but just watching the, the their front three, I thought they're going to be at the top for most of the season. Well, for most of the season, and and they've just not. Don't know if they're not performing or the results aren't going their way, but I'd be quite worried if it was a Rylands fan. They've had they've had a lot of injuries. They've had a lot of injuries recently. Uh, I think you know there's you know centre halves are out. They've brought in a lot of loan players that maybe haven't quite settled in yet. But Tim, it's a lot of transition though, isn't it? Yeah, like, we said it, this last yeah. week, right? So if you're chopping and changing, you know how do you get a team bond going? How do you get it working? You know, for for me, when I know it's a total different ball game because I've only done sort of Saturday league and and Sunday league vets leagues, but. You need that core of players just to play with each other and get that bond, and then they'll start winning. If you're chopping like every person all the time, they're not going to know how each other plays. And like, like I said, they've, they've lost a lot of players to injury. They've had a tough run of games as well. They've had to play a lot of the top teams in the league. Uh, PJ? So I'll say, um, do you think they found they finding this league more difficult than they first thought? I, I don't. I don't. I think it is more difficult than people realise. I think it is very difficult. I think it's a, a bit. I don't want to upset any Rylands people, but they're a bit. Is it naive? That the right word? Just thinking. Oh, we'll 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 go just go up, go up a division, and we'll find it as easy as the last one. I don't know. I mean, they're not far away. They're not. I mean, they're not far away off the league at all. Really, the league's so close this year. I think they're on. 20 points I think, I think the playoffs are on 26 yes they've oh, played not well. that far off then. I didn't no. realise it was that close yeah and yes they've played a lot of they've played a lot of um, well, more games than everyone else but you know they're not far away um, you know as I was saying about Town's big month Ryan's have got a huge month so they've got to yeah. play uh, Whitby and Morpeth at home Whitby are below them um, if Whitby win and then, it's, and then they've got to play FC United and Staley Bridge away. FC United, oh, yeah. and, more, FC United and Morpeth are the, the big game for me. The big game for them are Whitby and Staley Bridge. Um, yeah. They're below, they're below Rylands or, or the yeah. same level. If, if they lose to them, they're going to start looking the other way. And that's a massive issue for them. Um, where's where's Morpeth in the league then? They're sort of just outside the playoffs at the moment. I was going to say that because they were a good side when they came down to cancel either. Well, that's that sort of sums it up, though. I mean, you know, Ashton who beat Town at the start of the year down below, or oh, sorry, just above Ryan's again. Now they got yeah. they got they got three points taken off, and they went below Ryan's, and they got the three points back yesterday. And they've gone back above them, so it just shows how tight the league is. Um, yeah, really I was going to say Ryan's get a couple of couple of wins under the belt, and they'll be back up near playoffs, won't they? And I think at the start of the season, Rylands would have caught a lot of teams out where how they play. But I think now they're they're a lot more they're a lot more sort of together. You know I mean, the, the, the teams have sort of watched them a few times now, know what to expect from them. And yeah. Ryan's got to adapt the game a little bit, get a few injured players back, settle down a little bit. It, changing the manager is a is a there's a lot, lot of turmoil at a club, um, so they're going to have to get you know get themselves back into sort of organisation and get themselves like you said Tim a bit more stable um, but like I said the, the next month's going to be massive for him if they can get some points then that'll be brilliant 
Wasn't there a red card yesterday as well for Ireland? Yeah, so um, sponsored by Ash, uh, Kane Drummond got sent off yesterday. Um, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a massive blow for for Ireland. That because Kane's one of their few goal scorers, and that's been their biggest problem this year. They haven't scored enough goals. From He's other a good people. player as well, isn't he, Kane? He is. He hasn't. I've, I, I, only, I was quite surprised when I found out he hadn't scored since he played Town. So that was quite was interesting. Not? No, that's yeah. quite interesting. Dolan's only scored two from open play since they scored against Town. So it's just sort of showing that maybe teams have started watching Ryan's a little bit more and gone, actually, these are quite a good side. We'll have to be a bit more careful how we play against these guys and try don't and show leave them, them. Don't leave them two on their own. Yeah, which is what. Mm. Because when I, when I watched them against Stafford, that's what Stafford did. Stafford left them up front. They didn't care. And now you're thinking, well, maybe teams are starting to think, actually, if you just sit back a little bit and stop the flow to them two. Because they are class acts. They are. Yeah, they, they are. are. Yeah. They are two yeah, good definitely. Yeah. They're probably the best, some of the best players in this, in this division. You know, you think, if teams have started figuring that out and blocking that supply line, Ryan's going to have to find a different way of playing to get them into the game. But also, other players have to start stepping up. And, and doing a bit more because defensively the Ryans have actually improved defensively I mean they're, they're only conceded sort of apart from yesterday where they got beat 5-0 but before like, they've been they've been improving defensively so they're, they're sort of getting nil-nils one-alls so the, so the, it's just that fine margin between if, they, if they'd won say two of them three of them games one-nil they'd be top of the league so yeah it's not like they get, they're not like they're getting tonked every week no. No. no I didn't see much on their Twitter yesterday to be honest about the game so I didn't have that much insight on it. Only through Ash, what he told us. Yeah, so Ash, Ash has been giving us a bit of information. He's what, what did he say he was doing? He was watching three hundred fifty pound men what? pound into each other or something. Three hundred fifty. Yeah, watching hot, yeah. hot sweaty so, men. He said. Yeah. yeah. So he is watching American egg chasing. We'll just yeah. we'll just clarify that. Yeah. yeah. We, he didn't say that at the first, did he? He just told us he was oh. he was watching three hundred fifty pound men pound into each other, which was a bit of a weird. Yeah. <laughs> Which well, that's the... we knew what he meant. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is what. Well, that's the Warrington Tower and Warrington Violence chat. On that, on that note, uh, we'll go to the Cheshire League. Welcome back to the Warriors of Football podcast. We're now going to talk about the Cheshire League. Um, we're going to start with some good news. Some news that we haven't said for the first 12 games of the season. And that is that Dayton have got a win. Dayton won their first game of the season at the 13th attempt with a 2-1 win at home to Middlewich. Um, Middlewich took the lead in the first half and a second half fight back from Dayton. Saw them finally get some get some points on the board. Um, so great win for Dayton. Um, they've brought in a lot of players into that club. Um, you know, there's players that you recognise the names of now from the Cheshire League in the past. So yeah, they've, they've made some really good signings there. And I was say they've signed a very good goalie, Connor yeah. Yarwood. Yeah, very good goalkeeper. He's, he looks like a he looks like a good player. He's a, he's a good goalkeeper. So if hopefully for Dayton he'll have a he'll have a great career for them. Lee Vaughan's a good player. They've got they've got some really good players in that club team, and if they can just settle down, get a bit of team spirit there, they'll be they'll be they'll be improving massively. They've got a big gap to catch up on though, and um, obviously they were down in I think they're eleven points off the off the bottom of the league. So they, now that win, they're now eight points. They've still got to get a lot of wins just to get out of that relegation battle. But beating Middlewich 
is a big surprise. Um, it really is. Um, Eagle, they lost by three goals to two in what sounds like an absolute belter game against league leaders Broadheath. Um, Broadheath took a lead early on and then uh, Harry Carver made it 1-1. Um, and then Broadheath went 2-1 up and then Adam Corman equalised from the spot and then Broadheath got the third goal and that was the final time they took the lead. Despite a, a goal from Eagle, which was uh, disallowed for offside, it was controversial by all accounts. Um, Eagle Radamant, the guy was on side. It it sounds like from the from the from reading the match report and the Twitter reports that the that the opposition agreed, which usually means it probably was on side and, it, and they were lucky there. Draw, losing to Broadheath, I think if you'd said to Danny that they'd be competing with Broadheath, they'd be they'd be happy. Um, but to obviously get that point snatched away from you, it's disappointing a little bit. And uh, yeah. Eagle just need to get a bit more consistency now. Um, they've got a really tricky game next week. They're playing the Warrington League side, Sidak in the FA Liverpool FA Cup. So that'll be interesting how they get on there in the count in the County Cup. Um, we're going to Greenhouse now, Tim. I believe Pen always give us a bit of a, a match report from last week or from this week. Yeah, so Penno. Um... Give me a match report. Greenall's got beat 3-2 in the end, but the update from Penno was they had an amazing first half with goals coming from Yozza, a.k.a. Mark Hughes, and um, Connor Spears after being played a great ball from Chris Robbo and went in at half-time 2-0 up. Then, had a, in the second half, had a stonewall penalty. Not given. Now, Penno was not happy about this, and I'm not reading all the context, but it was <laughs> not a happy chap. Um, and then they piled on the pressure of the, the, the opposition and um, it was very muddy, slippy pitch. They pegged the Greenalls back and come out of the game 3-2. Very tough one to take, Penno's uh, stated, but, you know, Greenalls are sort of getting a bit more competitive. The, the, the results are getting a lot closer. So, well done, lads. It'll, it'll come. Sounds yeah. like it's gone the right way. It just sounds like they, they, they lack a bit of game management, don't they, sometimes? They, they, they're getting a point, they're getting in front, and then they're just sort of letting that lead slip, and they're not yeah. seeing out the game. And I think that comes with experience. You know, if you've, had, if you've had a tough season over the last few years, then that yeah. is something that does happen. And that Connor Spears is a good player. Um, he came to train for Bruce a couple of times uh, when I was down there, and he's... He's got some talent, that lad, and I think he's he's a good asset to 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 career. Also, hopefully they'll, they'll get a bit more stability again. They missed preseason, didn't they? So they could do with having a good a good run of games now and just getting a bit of getting some points under the board. They've got a tough game next week. They're playing Pointon um, away, not an ideal game. I think probably a third or fourth in the league. So it's a really tricky tricky game for Greenhouse to play. But you know what, though, sometimes you can get a surprise result, can't you? Right, so you it's, play it's as a... one of these top of, top of the table teams, and all of a sudden, boom, you get a win. You kick on, then, don't you? It's a, it's a, it's a free hit for a minute because yeah. they're going to go to they're going to go to points away and not expect to get anything. And who, who knows what can happen on the day in the in the cup? Um, they've, they've got to take the attitude that they've they've got nothing to lose, sort of thing, rather than you know loads of pressure on themselves and enjoy it. Because yeah. once they enjoy it, there's more pressure on the team higher up the league than there is on them right now. The only way they can go is up, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, the, the good news for them is that Congleton Reserves haven't really pulled away from them either. There was a danger at one point that everyone was, else was going to pull away, but Congleton seemed to have, you know, dropped off 
completely. I think they played 18 games. Congleton only got 14 points. I think Greenalls have got Greenalls and Dayton have both got games and on, on Congleton. So they'll fancy the chance of catching up to them guys and, and maybe overtaking them um, and, and dragging other teams who are a little bit further up into the relegation battle. Um, we're moving to League Two of the Cheshire League now. There was no games this week. Moore's game was postponed. Um, and Lynn didn't have one scheduled. But next week in the um, league, Moore are playing West Didsbury and Charlton. Um, obviously, Moore need to get back on the winning boat. boat. They've, they've struggled the last few weeks. Um, this is the time of year where teams are going to start to get games every week as well with the weather starting to turn a bit wet. Um, so we'll hopefully get that, they'll get that game. And Lim are playing a team called Old Alty in the Altrincham County Cup. So Lim are not in league action next week. They are playing Old Alty in the, in the Altrincham County Cup. Um, that's the Cheshire League Roundup. And next up, we'll talk about the Warrington Saturday and Sunday leagues. Welcome back to the Warrington Football Podcast. We're now going to talk about the Warrington Saturday League, who once again have supplied us with the football scores, which makes everybody happy. My life is a lot easier, and also the players aren't whinging about not getting any results. That every poor manager in the league will be over the moon with that information. You know what? My ears haven't been burning doing the secretary stuff for Bruce <laughs> this week. It's beautiful. I like it. Cheers, guys. <laughs> it is really appreciated. Um, Interesting week. Grappenall went back to winning ways. They're back up to second in the league. They beat Holton Borough by two goals to one. Uh, great win for Grappenall. Um, they, 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 they struggled recently. They've not been as, as consistent as they have been. Um, Hale Bank nil, Village 4. Village remain unbeaten this season so far. Lewis Hunt scored two. I think Lewis Hunt's now got five in four games. Um, he's a good player, that lad. Um, he's a player that I've played against that he Ran us ragged a few times when he played for the reserve team. He's a good player. Um, the probably surprise result of the weekend um, was Sankey Vale four pay points one. Uh, Sankey Vale hadn't have only won one game so far this season, and I think they've now made it back to back wins. Um, pay points. We disappointed with that result. Um, Sidak remained top of the league. Um, a team who who must have improved last time since last time I saw them because I thought they were dreadful when I watched them about 18 months ago now, um, but obviously they've improved a little bit since then. Uh, they beat Runcorn Albion by three goals to nil. Uh, Liam Lane got two goals for Sidak. Um, Wollstone Rovers and the Croft in the Warrington Derby. It finished Wollstone Rovers nine, Croft one. Great win for Wollstone. Um, and while we talk about Wollstone, we'll talk about a bloke who sadly passed away this week, um, Mark Wilk. He's a guy who I didn't know personally very well, but I knew him through football. Um, I knew his face, I knew his name. Um, obviously, he was a, he was a lovely bloke to talk to. Um, really good guy. He's been around with Flinders for years and years and years. It was a big shame that he, he's passed away. Um, so our thoughts and wishes are with the guys at Wollstone. Um, yes, we when we played at Bruce, we were rivals, but we were always quite a friendly rivalry. Um, yeah. It was when when we were when we were shit ground sharing with them at Monks's. Me and Mark had regular conversations about how they were getting on, how we were getting on, um, the state of the pitch, the state of the dressing rooms at, at Monks's, etc. 
He was a he was a real football man, and he'll be he'll be sadly missed. I know, I know Wills; he knows him a lot better than I did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, our thoughts are with his family and and the guys at Wollstone. I know there was a minute of applause yesterday at the at the at the Wollstone and Croft game. Um, but yeah, the, the the best tribute for him is is that nine one win. So well done to Wollstone, great performance from them guys, um, and good good result for those guys. Um, in terms of Croft, another poor performance. They now go bottom of the league. They're really struggling this year, Croft. I think it's going to be a long season for them. I think they're going to maybe have to get relegated to rebuild and start again. Um, they've had a few years where they've just not been the same. It's ever since that PJ left. Um, you know, back in the back in the day. Back in a, I don't know how long ago was it. Oh, it must it it must be, it, it, must be t- 10, 9, 10 years ago. Oh, so they won the league since after you left. We saw right. I was going to say. They, I, I, think, yeah. I think. I think. They did all right. I, I think they did work better when I left, and then they now. Now they're just not doing that well. Yeah, I think it's commitment, though, isn't it? It's things like that they're suffering with. They've lost. They've obviously lost a lot of experienced players as well, and sometimes you lose your experienced spine of your team. Um, you know, your centre halves and your and your centre midfielders, and you maybe a striker, and suddenly you're not the not the team you once were. Um. Moving into Division 1 now, um, Blackbrook 3, Wolfsburg Rovers Reserves 0. First one in four for Blackbrook. Um, good, good win for those guys. Uh, Farm with Griffin remained top after a 3-1 win against Millbrow. Um, and Bruce remained unbeaten. Uh, they beat New Street Youth Development by four goals to nil up in St. Helens. Good result for Bruce, that. Um, yeah. I know Barbara yeah, Ro- was very impressed. Roger getting two goals. Elmo, Elliot Matthews scoring a goal. That didn't happen a lot when I was managing him, but you know I did say that to him the other day. <laughs> and then a big shout of Carl Hayes as well, who's uh, broke his duck for the team. The, the, you know what? There's four lads there took a grip of that first team: uh, Tom Perrins, Jack Barber, Tom Rudge, and Elliot Matthews. And it seems to be working. Taking it in turns each week, running the running the squad, trying really hard, and the team's unbeaten. So you know they need a bit of applause. Well done, lads. I, I yeah. have just noticed that. Barber's picked one of his mates as man of the match, though. Yeah, but Pat Pat's Rowland. Been, you know, you know, Pat's playing centre back now, and he's doing an absolute fantastic job. Is it? He? he actually heads the ball as well nowadays. So that's a you know massive thing since I last seen him. I mean, I still, remember, <laughs> I, I still, I still remember the time when he, he first joined Bruce, and I always remember this. We were playing crossfields up at up at Victoria Park. Oh, I remember. And this. he was, he was only, he must have only been seventeen. He can't have been much older than that. And Carl Mather absolutely laid him out on the floor, ran uh, over fair, him, didn't he? Yeah, ran over him like he was like he was like a tank compared to him. And Carl Mather wasn't a big lad at the time; he was only a no. young lad himself. And Pat looked up at me and Tim, and to paraphrase, me me and Tim told him to get up, and <laughs> maybe a bit more aggressively than that. But it was like it, it was like a shock of this is this is adult this is adult football now. I've got to be able to handle I've... myself. I think his dad was stood next to us as well. And he's like, hey, this is open age now. <laughs> he, well, yeah. He's a good player, though, isn't he? He's oh, always been a good amazing. player. Yeah, really good passer. Great, great um, technical-minded player. He's good. I, like I, don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about people who've got left foot, but they always look better than people who've got right foot. So they always look more natural and talented and elegant. It's probably the best way to put it. Um, into Division 2 now. I- Go on. Before you I was just going to say, I know a left. I know, I know a left footer who who is who is totally opposite opposite to that. You can't call. You can't say that about Ryan Bradbury. 
no, no, not right. Uh, no, uh, only kidding. Mr. Ali, uh, I, th- I, th- I think oh, I think only Chris has ever played with him. Mr. Ray. Yeah, but he's not a footballer, so don't count. Into Division 2, Crossfields nil, Sidak 3, Sidak Reserves 3, Sidak a 5 from 5, so as a club, they're absolutely flying at the moment, they're doing really well, obviously top of the Premier Division, and now uh, top of Division 2 as well, um, sorry, second Division 2 because of Orford, Orford have won by four goals still against Hellbank Reserves, Aaron Woodward got his sixth goal of the season so far this year, he's the top scorer for those guys, um, Orford, we made unbeaten, but they have had one drop draw. So it looks like it's going to be between Sidak and Orford this season. Um, hopefully, I'm free to watch that game when it when it comes up, so I can get to go and watch Orford and Sidak reserves in the same game. Into Division Three now: Alton Borough reserves two, Blackbrook two, um, Highton six, Orford seconds one. That's Orford's first defeat of the season. Big defeat for Orford. Um. Joseph Holt, one. Burtonwood, nine. They now go top of the league. I was looking at Burtonwood's squad. It's ridiculous. They've got, they've got, some, they've got some talent in that squad. Um, there's no reason why they shouldn't be winning that. I don't think there's no reason why they shouldn't be winning that division quite comfortably. A lot of um, their ex-first team players are playing in there, aren't they? Like yeah, Steve Murphy. And... There's a lot of experience in that, in that side, in that squad. Yeah. Um, and they are a really good side. So I don't see why they, why they won't win that league quite comfortably and then maybe progress quite quickly through the leagues because there's some very good players in that team. Um, Sidak third, sorry, Sidak, St. Mike's thirds four, Redgate one, and Village Youth Development two, Crossfields two. So that's the Warrington Saturday League roundup so far. We're now going to talk about the Sunday League very quickly once I find the right page. Um, so in the Sunday League this week, there was the Premier Qu- Premier Cup quarterfinals Um there's some pretty big scores in the quarterfinals. Um, Britmakers nil, Beachwood 10. Um, so Beachwood now through to the semi-finals of the Cup. Uh, the Bridge won, Grappinall won. The Bridge won 4-3 on penalties. You'd argue that's a big shock in the league, that really, because the Bridge, um, Grappinall were unbeaten until that point. So that's a big result for them. Uh, and the Crown 7, Wolfpack nil. Uh, Jack Keenan got two goals in that game. Um in terms of the league scores this week, Blackburn Arms four, Brookvale three. Good win for Blackburn Arms. That takes them to the top half of the table. Clockface two, FC Sankey nil. First defeat for FC Sankey. And earlier, myself, PJ and Tim spoke to Lewis McCavitt from FC Sankey, who gave us his reaction to today's game. Welcome to the Warrington Football Podcast. We're joined now by Lewis McCavitt. Um, Lewis, how are you? Not too bad, mate, yourself? I'm not bad, not bad. I've, I've had a good weekend in terms of football results. Um, not something you've had this week. You've had a disappointing result uh, today for FC Sankey. Um, what happened today? It was a bit of a shock result for us. Um, yeah, good, no, not good enough all over the park. Turned up, didn't want it. A couple of players turned up late. George Farrelly. Um, yeah, they, they were just a better side. It was a bit of a, bit of a battle from minute one, really, and we didn't want it. So, 
So is this is this an uncharacteristic performance then? Because you know you, you've been very successful over the last few years. Is it just a one-off, or has it been a bit more of a trend over week recent weeks? No, it's just a, probably just a blip. To be honest with you, we've been playing well recently. Um, we had a couple missing again today, but that's just part and parcel playing two games in a week and stuff like that. So yeah, hopefully it's just a blip. Yeah, like you said, playing two games in a week. Um, obviously, you've got a lot of lads who are who play on Saturday as well. How difficult is it for you guys to to pick a team for a Sunday, not knowing who's going who's going to come through a Saturday game being okay? Well, yeah, that, that's the problem. Some days you can get sixteen that turn up, not a problem. Play all fit, and then like this morning, people turning up late, people going out on a bender last night, and then not getting until daft the clock. And then obviously people were leggy from yesterday as well because you're obviously playing on the pitches like like we're playing on at the minute with the rain and stuff like that. Doesn't help situations, but you've obviously you've got to do it, haven't you? So yeah, and it's not a good very good preparation at the moment for your national cup um, games. You know you got Pineapple FC in the, in the, in the in the cup county in the national cup. Talk to us about the idea of going into the national cup. Well, we played last year and obviously we won every competition we played in last year. Um, so we thought it'd be a bit of a challenge. I think we tried entering it a couple of years ago and got knocked back. Um, I think it's obviously, I think it's part to do with how you're getting on in the league and stuff like that. And that Business Houses League is probably one of the best in the northwest, if not the country, do you know what I mean, for a Sunday. So I think quite a few of them get in. Um, but obviously we wanted to challenge ourselves and playing and that's probably one of the biggest competitions you can play in for a Sunday team so and, and how disappointed are you to only get a team from the Business Houses League rather than somebody a bit further afield to make a day of it because well, Pineapple, Pineapple are one of the best sides in Liverpool as well as the, the country so it'd be a really tough tie for you is it is it disappointing that you've yeah, got someone from Liverpool yeah it's not the, it's not obviously a great draw do you know what I mean but if you're playing the National Cup I don't understand why it's regionalised um, so it's like Teams from London or wherever they're from, they play each other for the first three or four rounds. And then the Liverpool teams play each other. So it's just basically the Liverpool Cup for three or four rounds. And then, obviously, if you get through, you'll be obviously playing a team from further afield. But you'd rather play them earlier on in the in the competition as it is a national cup, you know what I mean? Yeah, because you, you, the likelihood is you'll play Pineapple FC and other clubs like that. I think AFC Buller in it as well. Uh, from Liverpool, you'll play them guys in the County Cup, for example. You know, you, I think the idea of going into a national competition surely is to play teams that you wouldn't normally come across. Is that is that the theory behind it? Well, yeah, that's what you think. But I think for the past couple of years, they've changed it to regionalised. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure the reason behind it. But um, like I said, you're in the National Cup. You're expected to play a team from... If you get jury from a Liverpool team, but then it is what it is. But there is no way that could happen because it's regionalised so you'd rather I'd rather, personally myself I'd rather go away to London have a day out great we're free to the next round if not then you're having a day out it's more of a it's a cut competition it, t- it sort of takes it away from it for me but I don't know about other people what they think of it I suppose I suppose the best thing about the National Cup is when you when you go to a place like London or to the to the North East or the East Coast you get a a coach trip back with a few a few beers and a few, you know, team but it's more of a team bonded exercise rather than a rather than a cup competition day out. If you if you win it, great. If you don't, you get a, a good day out team bonding. Is that again, that's what I see it as. 
Yeah, she's like, oh, I see it too. Um, Liverpool Cup as well. You've got another a really tough tie, a tie against uh, Nicosia. Um, how much you know about Nicosia? Honestly, mate, not got a clue. Not got a clue. I know they're a good side. They're going to be a good side from Liverpool. Aren't? It's going to be a physical game, but I'm not too sure much about them. Do you know anything? Or we know little bits about a coach because um, he was at Bruce for about three weeks. Um, lad called Cal Jones. Uh, or, sorry, Caleb Jones. Um, he's got a lot of good contacts. He's uh, he's involved with Wooden Town at, uh, up in Wales. Um, but he's he's they had a good, he, they were, there was a good set of lads who came down or a good set of players in terms of football ability that came down to Bruce. Um, so yeah, I think you're being for a tough test there. Um, so we'll see how the how the how you get on. I think you'll be in for a test. But you guys obviously a good side as well. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll get a. We're obviously not in the competition to be rolled over. Do you know what I mean? We want to go and win it ourselves. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, for those who don't know, the, the Liverpool League is is ridiculous how good it is. Um, you know, in terms of Sunday football, it's it's way above most te- most towns leagues, no doubt about it. So they do seem Warrington sort of is sort of penalised a little bit by being so close to the Liverpool area, and that we end up getting these good teams playing in county cups all the time. So I thought there's no reason why Sankey can't do well though. Um, We'll just talk about you a little bit, Lewis. Um, obviously, you played for Eagle as well. Um, disappointing result again yesterday, but I would say a battling performance. Yeah, it was it was a tough game again. Conditions weren't great, but again, I thought we I thought we played really well. To be to be honest, I think they're top of the league. Um, but I think we I can't I can't remember how it went in the game, but um, yeah, it was a battle again from minute one. We stood up. We conceded two sloppy goals in the second half. Um, and then we scored in the, about the 80th minute, something like that. And he was about five yards on side, and the line would give it, give offside. Um, and I think then they went up the other end and scored. Yeah, more Danny, or less straight after that. Yeah, Danny, Danny, I, I did see Danny Nixon's tweet. Um, he wasn't overly impressed. It's it's weird when you see, um, you know, games like this, particularly with you guys in the Premier Division of the Cheshire League, because you have linesmen. I understand if if it was a referee on his own. You can see, you can understand it, but lines were missing it. If it's that blatant, is it's disappointing, really, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. That's that's the worst thing. You don't want obviously want it. They're doing taking time out of their day to come in linesman or referees, but when decisions like that, and it's obviously it's competitive league, so you want to win every week, and then to give a decision like that, every everybody on the line knew, even their line, their manager come up to us after the game said you're unlucky there and. It's frustrating more than anything. It's not getting the rub of the green at the minute, but I'm sure it'll come good at some point. Yeah, so you, you, had, a, you had a difficult start to the season. Uh, I think we we were all at the game when you played Green Halls at the start of the year. What what was the reason for the slow start to the season for Eagle this year? Because we, we had we had Danny Nixon on a few a few um, a few well a few months ago now, and he was confident he'd be, he'd be challenging for the title. But you started off really slowly. What was the the reason for that slow start? I've not got a clue to be honest with you, mate. Can we pre-season we were absolutely flying. I don't think well, we obviously we got beat a couple of times or whatever in pre-season, but it's probably the best pre-season I've ever had at Eagle. Usually it's the opposite way around. We have a poor pre-season and start flying off the blocks in the league, but I don't know this year. We were just we just seemed flat. I don't know. I don't know. No yeah, particular it- reason behind it. 
Is it because you were missing some of your key strikers? Because obviously there's a guy who plays for you guys at, at, at Stanky as well. Amir Hadri, who seems to score every time he plays. But he does seem to miss a few games. Is that is that one of the reasons you miss, you were missing your focal point? At the start of the year, he, he wasn't signed first. Um, I think he was signed on for Eagle, but he was playing um, at Winsford uh, for Winsford. But um, I don't think he was playing. He didn't enjoy it down there or whatever. I'm not sure his reasons behind it. Um, and then ended up coming back, but he just he played at Pointing last week, got concussion, so now he's out for a couple of weeks. He didn't play today, but everything he touches turns to gold. He's uh, he bangs him in for a minute at the time being. Yeah, he's he's one of these names that you see regularly. Um, you know, I don't I don't get to go to every game. I can't be everywhere, but if you if you see a player's name regularly on a, on the score sheet, you sort of realise how good a player he actually is. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing him when he when he when he's back fit and back playing because. He's obviously got some talent. Yeah, he's a very good player, mate. Fast, strong, and uh, he knows where the goal is. So can't be do much wrong up front, can you? Um, so yeah, just talk about last season um, for, for FC Sankey particularly. You won the treble. Um, what were the what were the parties like after the after the cup after the cup wins and the and the league win? I can't remember to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, they were good. We um, our local pub hideout and. Uh, they sort of put a deal on for us, let us have a party in the garden, and then, yeah, I can't remember much more after that. <laughs> that sounds like a good a good night. Um, yeah, so, so what's your hopes for this season as a as a per, on a personal level, Lewis? I know you've had a you had quite a serious injury at the start of the season. Um, what's your hopes for the rest of this season coming up? Yeah, just come back. Well, played forty five yesterday, and then about sixty today. So, hopefully, we've just. Do all right, and we for Sankey and especially Eagle as well. Want to go and do do well and challenge for things. Hopefully, win a couple of trophies, and hopefully, Sankey win the league. So, can't do much more than that. No, and, and do you think the Sunday League's a bit more competitive this year for you? Um, I know you lost a to clock face today, um, but you've also got the Crown who look competitive with you. Um, there's Grappador as well. Do you think it's a bit more competitive this year, and you guys are going to be challenged a bit more in the league as well as in the cups? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, 100%. Um, I heard on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, people were saying that they weren't going to turn up and stuff like that. And just think anyone can beat anyone on the day. Do you know what I mean? We're not a special team. We're not amazing players. We just work hard for each other. So I thought that was a bit daft to someone to say. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's, much, it's a much more competitive league this year anyway. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I mean, there was the conversation we had about the about the um, the Sunday League was the fact they've merged it into one division. I think there's some there's a concern for some of the weaker teams that you know if they lose three nil rather than getting beat twelve nil, it's a bit disappointing. But I've never had that attitude. Um, I think you turn up, you should turn up to every game um, and play because you, you, you're there to play football. It's not about winning the league. If you're bottom of the league, you're gonna be bottom of the league anyway. So you might as well turn up and play games. Um, that's my viewpoint on it. I'm not sure if Tim and yeah. PJ agree. <laughs> I always play to win anyway, mate. You know that. I'm just happy if I don't get injured in the 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we played, I think we played the Cheshire Cheese six times last year. We played another team like five or six times. It's just, that then becomes boring. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. that's, that's you, what I said to him. Yeah, that's what I said to Willsey. Especially if you do well in the cups and stuff like that, and then they're they're in the cup. I'm sure we played the Cheshire Tees six times or seven times last year, and it's like 
you're basically playing a league with just you two. You get, it, it, I usually find that if you play a team regularly, it ends up getting more needle, which means you end up not playing games, you just end up with like personal vendettas against each other. Yeah, um, yeah. So you end up getting more injuries. Um, so, yeah, Lewis, thank you very much for coming on. Um, really appreciate it, mate. Um, good luck in the National Cup. And if you give us a few match reports, we'll definitely keep on supporting FC Sankey and Eagle Sports as the, as the year goes on. No problem, mate. Thanks for having me on. Nice one, mate. Cheers, mate. See you later. Welcome back. That was Lewis McCavitt from FC Sankey and Eagle Sports. Um, good interview about how they joined the National Cup and and the and the challenge that's going to implement with them. They will be disappointed only getting a Liverpool-based side. I think he, he was saying on there you, you want to be facing teams that you wouldn't normally play and you never come a, wouldn't normally come across in the in the Sunday League and stuff. So it's a bit disappointing that draw for them. Um, I mean, we'd have had some. I'd have loved to be in a national competition, but I don't think we were ever quite good enough at Bruce. Um, in terms of other scores in the league now, Red Admiral 2, Chapelford nil. Chapelford is day second from bottom. Chapel, uh, Red Admiral, good win for those guys. Um, and then St. Benedict's nil, Bulls head four. That takes Bulls head into the top five. Um, so that's that's the Warrens of that's the Warrens of Sunday League wrapped up. Um, has anyone got anything else you want to say before we go off? No, 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 that's no. to see. That's see you really in, in paying attention there, you two. Um, so this is the one. That's the that was the Warrington Football Podcast. Big thank you to Tim Tate and to PJ. Big thank you to Mike Bayless, who is as usual producing and editing the show. Big thank you to Lewis McCavitt for coming on and talking about FC Sankey. And once again, I think we've shown that Warrington is more than just a rugby town. <laughs> the Warrington Football Podcast.